Welcome to InLayers, where we explore the people and the tech behind artificial intelligence. I'm your host, Ron Green, and I'm excited to have Jean-Pierre True join me today to talk about how architecture is being changed by artificial intelligence. Jean-Pierre is a Peruvian-American tech entrepreneur and award-winning architect. He's also one of my co-founders and the CEO of Imbue, a company building artificial intelligence systems to instantly review architectural drawings. Jean-Pierre is the founding principal of Runa Workshop and an award-winning architecture and design film. Welcome, Jean-Pierre. Happy to be here, man. So, Jean-Pierre, can you maybe talk to us a little bit about what inspired you to want to find a way to leverage AI in the architectural process? Yeah. Um, look, this is very personal to me. I, um, I'm, as a founding principal of an architecture firm uh, in Austin, I found myself spending countless late nights reviewing thousands of drawings. This is me on a dining room table, redlining drawings, which is predominantly our quality control process as is it today. And this is not a problem that is mine per se, it's the whole industry. So you, so you have these large documents drawings, just, yeah. just setting on your table. And, and I'm literally redlining. And what are, you, what are you looking for in this process? A lot of things. Um, so this is the thing. Let's let's step back. What are these drawings, right? Um, an architect. People, you know, think that the product of the architect is those beautiful designs that you see. You know, uh, the matter of fact is, we as as architect engineers, we provide what it's called a set of construction documents for you can accurately price, permit, and build a project from. So that's what our clients are paying us to procure those documents. Those documents are our product and we have to review them for code compliance, making sure that all the different uh, disciplines in a project, you can have the architect, the structural engineer, the mechanical, electrical, plumbing, civil, you name them. All of those disciplines need to be coordinated to ensure that actually the drawing itself is drawn correctly, you know, that the detail is correct, re correctly referenced, or the information on the drawings are um, accurately depicted. And that process, uh, still today, unfortunately, is manual. And, and, and why isn't it a part of the, the, the process when you're laying out the design on the computer? Like, why yeah. does it have to wait until a later stage? That is a fantastic, fantastic question. So we do a lot of our drawings on a 3D model called uh, BIM, Building Information Modeling. And, um, you know, um, the whole process, like uh, we can spend a whole hour just talking about BIM, <laughs> but the reality is that although it's, a, it's such an amazing idea of having all this information three-dimensionally, the reality is that those documents are being used to represent the end result, which is the drawing, which is the um, you know the sheet where we build from. Uh, as of today, we we don't build from three D models. Uh, we build from uh, the contract documents, which is okay. legally binding, right? Okay. And those have to go through a very strict review process to ensure that everything is coordinated and everything is per code and everything is according to to the set of uh, uh, programmatic um, uh, specifications of, of the project itself. Okay, okay. And so what part about that process is probably like most difficult and how, how are you looking to use AI to streamline it or automate it? Yeah, so 
the problem is extremely complex because it's predominantly perceptual, it's this vision, right? So you can have a symbol in your drawing that depicts a table and it's referenced as a rectangle on your drawing. So if you've never studied architecture, you looked at it, the funny thing is you probably picked that it's a table. Why? Because you see a lot of things around it, like chairs and the label that says kitchen, and you start saying, oh, that is the kitchen island. Or if it's around uh, a room that is called dining room, oh, that square is the dining room table. So there's that association that is, that is uh, those relationships that are easy for humans to, to solve. It's very complex for a computer to, to do it, right? But the technology nowadays is, is there, and, and that's what really led me to build an amazing team and be able to solve this for not only me, but for the whole industry, you know, to generate flawless architecture. Okay, so let, all right, that's, that's great. That's a great <laughs> setup. So let's talk specifically about the AI a little bit more so, yeah. so people can get a sense of um, how it's going about the process. Yeah. So this sounds like it's almost entirely a visual process. You're looking, humans are looking at documents. They're looking for anomalies, like they're looking for things that are missing or things that are wrong? Yeah, no, this, this is a fantastic question. Uh, the way I, I describe it is what I call the vertical solid quality control. So you have the graphics and annotation aspect of it that you can uh, check to ensure that every, all the drawings are drawn correctly and all the information on the drawings are correctly depicted. You have the change control when you make changes to make sure that those changes have been picked not only by other disciplines but within your uh, floor plan, you make a change on the floor plan, let's, sh let's make sure that the section applicable to that location has been updated or the elevation or anything that has been impacted by that change. You have cross-coordination. I mentioned uh, all the disciplines that we have on the yeah. project. All of those need to be coordinated uh, to ensure that what you're building actually doesn't have conflicts, which is the number one issue on the job site is the lack of coordination between disciplines to code compliance, ensure that what you've drawn actually meets governing codes. Okay. So it's very, very complex. How, how, how big are the documents? Like how many pages are we talking about on average? Well, it depends. Uh, you know, it could be a house could be, you know, 10 to 30 pages, a small house okay. to an office building could be hundreds, you know, a couple hundred pages or a hospital or a large development could be hundreds of pages. And, and if, it, if it is hundreds of pages, how long does that, that review process typically take? <laughs> uh, I did a, uh, my last review at Runa was a uh, office building, uh, 90,000 square foot office building, three stories. Um, that took me a whole week to review, a whole week. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, that's a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> it's a lot of 50 pages. <laughs> wow. Okay. So when these AI systems are uh, helping with the review process, yeah. what are they actually actually doing on these documents? Well, uh, different things. So uh, when we track changes, what Imbue does today is it can tell you with high precision what has been added, deleted, or modified on a drawing. This can be an object on, on, on the drawing that has shifted and you have to determine if it actually has changed, like it could be a notation, or it could be a dimension, or it could be a graphical change. But a note or a dimension can move in the space but not change. And those complexities are easy for us as humans to look and recognize, but for a computer, it's not. So in view, what it does is 
understands when an object has moved but not changed, right? And then we can also segment the, their segmentation models that can basically cut, uh, you know, in lame terms, a portion of the drawing, find its previous version, wherever it is on the, on the sheet, and gives you a precise description. But not only that, where also a lot of changes happen in text. And this is critical because one character could have huge implications, like a change of a slope could have implications on, on water lines or gravity lines not connecting, you know, or, or now the elevations on the slab uh, might differ from, from architectural or to civil and, or, or create a lot of havoc. But um, that precision we do with a natural language processing model where we can parse all the text from, from the drawings and tell you to that character level what has changed. So it changed from this to that. And, and there's no tool out there right now that can do that. And before, humans were having to read yeah. the text and look for differences. Yeah, imagine you ask me how many pages, you know, a uh, uh, big office, 200 pages. Let's say that you have to flip and read every single note because some notes may refer to refer to a structural. That means that there's additional information on the structural drawing to be found. Mm. And then you have to check if it is there. And if it is not, you know, or a detail, you're drawing the same detail. This is so weird, right? So the architect draws a detail, and that detail has structural components. Then additional information needs to be found in the structural. So if the structural drawing doesn't match perfectly the architecture, then there's deviations. And that's where mistakes happen. And this happens throughout the whole uh, drawing set. So, and Vue catches those, catches this on paper before it becomes a bigger issue on the job site. Your company is looking at automating this, this sort of um, change management process. Yes. Are there other aspects to architecture that, that you're thinking about AI affecting, or do you think other companies might be looking at leveraging AI? Oh, there's a lot of workflows that can be optimized by AI. I mean, just just uh, thinking of construction, the construction side, I've seen a lot of startups um, uh, using computer vision to track uh, shipments and material coming on site to identify what has been delivered to all the way to um, uh, safety on the job site, ensure that everyone is wearing hard hats or away from areas of high risk so we can, you know, uh, imagine a job site can be multiple people, everyone is doing a, a specific job, there's yeah. noise and stuff, so there's really no way for, for you to make sure that everyone is being safe. So leveraging computer vision and that and giving notification to the foreman, hey, somebody is on this area, you know, could be a life, uh, um, you know, saving right there, right? Mm. Uh, to on uh, the design process generative uh, AI. That's where uh, my mind was yeah, going. Yeah, uh, which is I, I think everyone's mind. <laughs> uh, generative <laughs> AI is uh, it's pretty hot right now, and I've seen amazing things. Uh, I think what everyone's excited about uh, sometime soon. Uh, prompt to model generator. Mm -hmm. Right now we've seen a lot of uh, prompt to image generators to create design concepts, right. uh, which, I mean, phenomenal tools out there. Um, and um, I feel like there is a gap between, okay, I have that concept now, um, I still need to put it on the model, model it, and, and create drawings. So I think the next step will be, um, yeah, 
prompt to model. Is that, is that something you're thinking about? Oh, I love that, and it's basically on our pipeline too. Okay. Um, I, what what I'm envisioning is throughout the whole pro- process, optimize those areas that are the most tedious and really the ones that we are not good at. Okay. You know, and actually empower architects and builders to focus on their most impactful work, which for me when I started was design, be able to provide better design for my clients and provide value where, you know, other people can't. So be that the big differentiator. So what is the long-term vision for Imbue? Like, what do you see these AI systems being capable of long-term? At Imbue, uh, we are building a technology that will be able to read and understand technical drawings to a level far superior than a human being. It will not only be able to detect changes in potential, you know, um, big, big, uh, impactful uh, mistakes, but also understands how to make them right, how to correct them, to provide you real-time design solutions. And the goal is to generate flawless architecture. So I'm imagining the near future. Um, Almost like when Tony Stark sits next to Jarvis, right? And right. show me uh, all the deviations between architecture and structural. Or we have uh, 250 square feet that we need to add to this. Can you show me uh, different options on the volumetry of the building? And it's like, well, let's zoom up in here. Uh, let's run a diagnostics. Any conflicts? Oh, there's a mechanical conflict in here. Okay, how can we reroute this? Show me two options of rerouting this. Can you see that? And then it starts getting better and better, but you are in control of it. You are, you know, directing what are the uh, potential solutions. Show me what's the most cost-effective or least um, energy consumption solution it is. Data-driven design solutions at the architect's fingertips, at the engineer's fingertips, and at the builder's fingertips. Imagine just value engineering of the future won't be, ex- it won't exist because you already made all the smart decisions until the point of construction. And that's what I see MBU doing. So, so again, it, it, it's really augmentative. It's not augmentative. replacing humans. No, not at all. I would not replace myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that's, that's what gets me excited. And see all these technologies and all these startups uh, popping up and trying to to solve real problems is what makes me so excited about AI. Um, a lot of people are worried about AI potentially replacing humans and, t- and taking their jobs. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like anybody would complain about this change control review process being taken away, <laughs> right? It's kind of monotonous. Right. But are there parts of the architecture space that you think AI won't play and that should be reserved for humans alone? Look, I mean, I was the biggest, uh, um, you know, my wife uh, works uh, at Kung Fu AI, managing director, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, marketing director at Kung Fu AI. Should be the manager director, who should we talk to? <laughs> <laughs> we talk to? Um, but um, I always uh, tease her when she started working, was uh, you're creating, you know, the Terminator, you know, it's gonna take <laughs> us all. Um, and now, um, Funding an AI company, you know, in the in the industry, I see the amazing, um, you know, the the amazing opportunity of AI to automate very tedious tasks in yeah. our in our industry. 
there are areas in our industry that I, that I feel is where humans provide the most value, which is the design process. And the design process itself is actually flawed. Like imagine before when you were writing a paper, right? And there's that concept of the blank page effect, mm -hmm. right? That you have to get all that creativity to, to put into words, right? It's very similar in, in design, similar in music, you know? So having uh, ways for us to, to incentivize and facilitate and make the decision uh, of the design process faster is very exciting to me, right? So I was very early user of Pinterest, for example, when it started. And now everyone, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's, you know? Uh, it's full of ads now, so it, it kind of lost its luster. <laughs> but um, what I was going with that is that I used to do pin boards. All my inspiration come with my memories and uh, things that I saw in magazines, like pictures of magazines. Pinterest came would give me a whole plethora of images that I can use and create a mood board. Right. The same thing that I was doing manually. And now AI can generate different, from prompts of my design concept that I control, can generate multiple iterations of that. So I already have a very instant mood board that I can curate and get better and better. So I see AI as, uh, as more of a um, um, companion right, mm -hmm. on the design process to it and not to replace the uh, architect. So more, more augmentative. Absolutely. Augmented, that's a perfect word because, look, the architect today spends 30 to 40% on uh, activities that he is not the best at, including quality control, right? We all make mistakes. I make mistakes. And still, those mistakes have a significant impact on a project. We haven't talked about that, but changes what I'm, what I'm focusing on uh, equates to 5 to 10% of, of all the construction costs in our industry. We built over $1.4 trillion <laughs> each year. 6% of our annual GDP is construction. So 5 to 10% of that, we're talking billions, over $70 billion is go wasted because we make mistakes, right? And that's what I'm trying to solve. That is what I'm trying to mitigate. And AI is going to be able to eliminate, hopefully, a large percent of those mistakes pretty soon. So, so starting an AI company uh, at this time period, what's that like as a tech entrepreneur? What was the experience? What were the, what were the surprises that you ran across this year? And, and, and maybe some of the hardships? Yeah. Um, 2023 was a very weird uh, year for everyone who started a startup. But um, we're very happy that we were able to, to get some funding and get going. Uh, it was hard, but what I saw was everyone that I was talked to, I thought that there was this um, kind of adversity about AI in our industry, and it was quite the opposite. I encountered this... No, the utmost excitement and everyone saying yes and you can do this and they're like um, probably you know I, I over promise a lot of things that I haven't <laughs> been able to deliver but there is such an excitement today about AI and be able to optimize all those tedious tasks in, in construction and architecture. The most uh, challenging thing has been um, you know with the release of ChatGPT uh, during um, early this year, all the craze about AI, there was this illusion that now AI mm. is very easy to make, right? right? right. And try to convince uh, stakeholders, investors, 
uh, that what we're building is not a chat GPT-4X, uh, which is actually much more complex than that, has been a challenge. And I think now, um, our latest conversations that we've been having, people have realized um, you know, and differentiate all the different areas of AI, as you know, you know, it's not yeah. just large language models. What we're building, it's really a multi-model um, uh, approach, you know. Right. We're, we're seeing kind of the same thing where initially ChatGPT, I think, um, in an in a interesting way, got the general public excited yes, about AI very much in a way they hadn't been before. But maybe, um, I, I think a lot of people over-indexed on it and, and, and became... Um, uh, maybe, maybe thought that was the only way AI could be approached or the only capabilities. But, it, I mean, it's understandable. I mean, the, the, the tools of the large language models uh, in general, I mean, we've, we've seen an increase on, on their capabilities in a, such a short period of time mm -hmm. that gives that illusion. It's like, well, now you can solve every single problem in the world, right? Right, right. Well, you know, try to make it understand that simple square is a wall or is a, a, a table uh, becomes, you know, such, such a trivial thing, something very complex. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, this has been a fantastic discussion. We, we like to wrap up here uh, with just the kind of a light question, which is okay. if you could pick any AI to solve a problem in your own personal life. Oh, my personal life? Anything you want, what would it be? Uh, um, okay, I have a good one. Um, my wife says that I'm very um, positive and I always overcommit. And I always say, yes, yes, I'll do it. So have an AI <laughs> assistant that tells me, Jean-Pierre, you're already overcommitted for today and for tomorrow and the rest of the week. I love I it. I think that would be fantastic. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, Jean-Pierre, thank you for joining us today. Hey, this my is pleasure. fascinating. It's been awesome. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. Yes. Thank you.